Hey everyone, this is David, and you're listening to the Casually Spiritual Podcast. Hey everyone, Alec here, bringing you the Casually Spiritual Podcast finale. Today, I'm going to have the whole team here, and we're going to talk about all the stories that we've gone through in the last few months, and just kind of take a moment to reflect and then get ready for what's to come in the future of the podcast. So I'm going to have Kayla and David with me. So let's go ahead and just jump right into our conversation. How about we pray to start this episode? Um, Dear Jesus, bless this podcast. Amen. Boom. Killed it. Debatable. Debatable. All right. Well, we have Kayla on the set. Say hello, Kayla. Hey. And David's around here somewhere. How's it going? We have special guest Catherine coming up later. You can shout out yourself. Shout out, Catherine. Woo! Okay, that wasn't as fun as I thought it'd be. But yeah, we are here, season finale of Casually Spiritual Season 1, though David claims it is Season 2. Oh, yeah, totally. The first four episodes originally were going to be the first season, and now they're not. They are called Launch Episodes. Right, Season 1, the launch season. No. It's the pilot season. That's not how that works. Kayla, in your opinion, should this be... It's it's into season one, regardless. My call. Should this be season Honestly, one or I'm two? Honestly, I'm sensing a little bit of confusion here. And I just showed up a couple hours ago. And so if I could just stay out of that, that'd be great. We need a counselor. We you need... Kinda, you kind of got like the sports commentator thing going on. Honestly, Bill, down here on the field, I'm sensing a little <laughs> That's confused. what I feel yeah, like. You guys are going at it over there. I'm like, oh. We don't... Look, the, the Casual Spiritual Network Company doesn't pay for counseling. We don't have we don't have any counselors uh, on here. Should we? That'd be dope. Do people do that? Be counselors? Go on podcasts. Fair enough. No. Okay. We're gonna we're just gonna go down kind of behind the scenes of every episode we talked about. Some things that we all individually pulled from it, or little fun details. Just kind of see where we come, and it gives us an idea of maybe what we liked and how we can do that in future episodes going forward. Time to revisit certain things that's happening. And we'll just jump into the very first episode, which Kayla says is the best, which is another way of her just saying everything sucked after Noah's episode. Wow. That makes me sound like a horrible person. No, I just loved the authenticity that you and Noah had, because obviously you guys have been friends for a really long time. And so hearing Noah's story, uh, but in a perspective where it was just through a conversation that you had with him, and he really talked about kind of the hardships that he faced, but then moved on into God's goodness and the things he was learning uh, through God. But I really felt like that specific episode embodied the name Casually Spiritual because you all were talking about being spiritual and the spiritual elements of everything, but it was very casual. I agree. I think that's really kind of the vibe once me and Noah like recorded. I was like, okay, this is what like I imagine the podcast. And even Catherine, who's next, I think really helped with that. Um, and I knew Noah's pretty much like the inspiration of why I wanted to do it. I think what's cool about that episode is like even my students and people that know know him, like call him Presto. When I say like my friend Noah, <laughs> like, oh, you mean Presto? And that's like, that's honestly my favorite part of that podcast. I wonder if anybody's actually looked at the end, he kind of, uh, he mentions like this Spotify page, which if you go look, he actually updates it like still regularly, like, and he wants to use it. Like his goal would be to like make playlist for church, like places, like a, like, a normal music, not just corny Christian, but just a secular music that's still appropriate for like churches to play in right now. So I think that's really cool. But um, I think his story is really great and it's something that's awesome. And even update in his life, because we kind of joke about our singleness. And, and you know, he's engaged. Yeah. 
And I think what's awesome is like he found somebody that like truly like accepts that and like is also like actively she mentions it all the time, like how much she's like is believing and his healing and how she sees it happening. But like, she is so supportive on like driving him places and thank him and she's fine. Like, and like everything that she's done for him. And so, I, and it's cool because he's always kind of said like, yeah, I could have, I'd like a stay at home wife. And like, she's a nanny, but I think even her goal is that owners. That's like shade. Can I like call girls out on that? <laughs> what, whether or not they can be a stay at home wife? Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> is, is that a bad thing or a good thing in this scenario? I. I'm, I don't know if I can speak on behalf of women everywhere, but I think a lot of ladies that are like, <laughs> I want to be a stay-at-home mom or whatever would be okay with you saying that. Oh, but so. all the ones that, like, like everyone else, would they be okay with that? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure on that one. We need, we, maybe we need more girl influence on the show. We need a PC Yeah, y'all just probably just be careful. Be careful. We, we're actually going to have a second host. That's, we just need a female presence here. <laughs> Kayla, you're going to be on every episode now. Perfect. Which, Perfect. if I didn't mention, it's weird, I probably should have in the beginning. If you didn't know, like, behind the scenes, I mentioned it in her episode, but Kayla is an editor for the show. She does all the descriptions, and going forward, she's going to do a little more, more like the text-based like editing, David still does audio, so he's editing. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no. I'm just uh, that's why I chose to have that as a team. There are a few more, and I'll get to them at the end of who else helped with the podcast through this first season. But that's why I had y'all on team because David's listened to this more than anybody. Kayla has a clear cut favorite. David, I think, equally hates them all from a editing point uh no they're all about the same i can't remember most of them it's the problem i don't even know why i'm on here right now <laughs> the, the equally spiritual podcast <laughs> yeah the casually equal yeah um so yeah noah's episode was really fun i think his story is one that's shown and he's done it he's lived his life in a way where he doesn't let those become excuses like his condition be an excuse he tries to live his life just the same if anything he he sits closer to the tv and maybe he just asked me for help to read something otherwise like a lot of people if they didn't know him would not think anything weird he still plays ultimate he still plays video games he has a normal job granted his screen is bigger than everybody else's at his job but i think that's what's really cool is his life is still moving forward and it's been the most successful episode which i'm grateful for he's been a great inspiration is there anything else kayla that you took out of the episode maybe yeah, like you were just saying, I just really like the fact that we can see him at church and he's thriving and he's kind of, like you were saying, adapting and adjusting to mm-hmm. what he's got, but he's not letting that stop him. So that's really admirable. And it's rare yeah. these days. Um, behind the scenes, uh, I'll just throw it in there. I just want to get it off my chest. Um, Noah is also my roommate now, by the way, fun fact. And that's that's a big update in life. But uh, one time I went to Noah's room, sat down on his bed. I don't know who puts glasses on their bed, but Noah does, and I definitely broke his glasses. <laughs> oh, there's no, there's no laughter. <laughs> At the foot of his bed, like and on his bed, on like him? on his bed. I didn't see him. Who puts glasses on a bed? I don't know. That's. I just thought God. That's how God was gonna heal him. Honestly, I really thought <laughs> like God was You're about assisting to assisting. What the enemy intended for bad, God intended for good. So I broke my, my blind friend's glasses, man. Yeah. I'm glad you came clean about that. Yeah. And that you're sharing that with everyone now. It's been a hard life. But here's some highlights of Noah's episode. Because I felt like I was such a leader and because I you know, I have people looking up to me and I've literally put all of my 
soul in life into becoming what God's called me to be, it was hard for me to respond correctly because I felt like I couldn't actually be sad, you know, or like, honestly, I, I wouldn't even know how to be sad about that. I didn't know how to handle any of the emotions that came with that. So when it hit me, it was like these really random little things. It was, Noah, you're not going to get to drive your motorcycle anymore. Like, that, <laughs> that sucks a lot. Like, the best way I could say it, I felt like God's stepchild, and he sent me child support, make you feel better sermons, or make you feel better worship songs or moments. And I didn't feel like I was really his son. The hard question for me was like, God, I've given my whole life to you. I've laid, I would, I've laid everything down, all of it just because you said when I was 14, I want you to do ministry for me. And I'm watching these heathen dudes that use terrible language and have done terrible things and live a very ungodly lifestyle, get healed and get these cool testimony videos. And where the heck am I? Like, what? where's the justice in that? Because that's not, that's not fair. I think about my window down, playing my own music, driving, like no one else in the car. And I think about that and I think, about the joy that I'm gonna have doing that because I know I will. I, it's like I get the joy of having that now, despite my circumstances. Like ministry and stuff is cool and giving sermons is cool, but honestly, I just wanna be someone that's there for other people when they need it because that's what I've needed is people that were there for me in my darkest hour. And that's what God's been for me and that's what I wanna be for people. God can love literally anyone and he can make anyone their own hero. So Tyler Downs, the marathon episode. The marathon episode. Because David, what was the original runtime of like the raw recording for oh, Tyler? I mean, that was close to two hours. And we cut like the first like twenty five minutes of the Tyler episode, yeah. and we cut like three whole stories about yeah. Tyler's life in there, and it still is such a long episode. And I think that was where we were kind of learning, kind of. Like, okay, maybe we do need a actually storyboard. Maybe we need to know a resolution. Because me and Tyler just jumped in, jumped into it. Tyler didn't even know what we were trying to talk about. And he just kind of went with it. And that's why I was like, oh my gosh, there's more story to this. But I think his was cool on seeing, like, God being faithful on, like, decisions, like, way back. I think that was a, current, a constant theme, if you remember Definitely. in Tyler's episode. Like, um, like, since I did this way back when, since I decided to... Uh, you know, even though it was isolation, God was teaching me to be closer to him. And that worked all the way up to his marriage. Really, Tyler's story was cool because he talked a lot about having to kind of lay stuff down. And I feel like that's in itself countercultural because oftentimes we're in the midst of, uh, you know, sin or a really hard trial or something. And that's not one of our first thoughts. But Tyler kind of led by example in that way. And as soon as he was laying stuff down and figuring out some things, he really got to see God's faithfulness in helping him move forward from that stuff. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I love this, uh, the amount of trust he had to put in God in yeah. all the areas of his life. It's just like, that's the thing is, even though it was longer, it's like you kind of get the breadth of like, you know, just the amount of like weird giant steps he's had to yeah. take. Yeah, and I feel like his story was really full circle, mm -hmm. which is really neat for people to see because a lot of times we're in the middle of something giant and we're just thinking, this is never going to show up later in yeah. my life. But his his really did. Yeah. Uh, stuff that he went through, he was able to use later. Yeah, he's only, what, 25? Yeah. Like now, that, he, so. Would he be 26 by now? Uh, I don't know. Or maybe he's 20. Happy he, birthday, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at some point. Is it his birthday today? <laughs> we could, oh, man. We could replay that. 
for years, actually. Happy <laughs> birthday, Tyler. <laughs> There was times like coming home just completely wasted, but like singing and praising worship music in the car on the way home. Yeah, like while I'm wasted and like thinking about the things of God. So I don't know, people let shame get in the way of them following Jesus. And I just wasn't going to let that happen. So if you're a brand new Christian and you're just getting hit in the face with life, it's kind of tough to fall back on all of your other experiences with God, but because we've been walking with Jesus for five or six years by that point, it's like, this makes no sense. I feel like you've abandoned us or just let us down, but we know that you're good and we know that you're just, so we're just going to trust you anyway. Okay, now let's jump into Drew's podcast episode because I have a huge appreciation for his story because... I saw something that I don't typically see, and that's that Drew really recognized the sin okay. that he was living in, but he kind of sat in it for a while. And so, of course, he like addressed it you know, later on in the podcast and everything, but there was a good chunk of the podcast where he was talking about his problem with pornography, and he was explaining that he didn't really think that it was going to be that big of a deal, which uh-huh. again, we're so used to, yeah. especially in church culture, let's be real. Um, in church culture, yeah. we hear a lot of, oh, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, or it started out really small. How many times have I personally sinned? And things have started out small, and it just got bigger and bigger. And so uh, what I thought was unique about his story was that he really sat in his sin for a while, and that's something that I think a lot of Christians can relate to. Yeah, and one of the things I love about that is, like, you can look at his story and you can say, oh, that's not me, that's him, he has this big addiction in his life. But honestly, at the end of the day, that's something we've all done. Because I I can think of a myriad of things in my life, personally, that I have taken and I've just said, I put that in a little corner, I put that in a box, and I've just been like, no, that's not that's not that big of a problem. Or even if I think it's a problem, I'm not willing to change because it's too hard or it's more comfortable to stay where I'm at. And just seeing how God changed uh, Drew's heart in that way just shows me like, that's what we really need. There's no, there's no just deciding to stop sinning. It's all from the grace of God. Yeah. Okay, y'all are a lot nicer and, like, holier because when, like, y'all talk about this, like, you're talking about, like, just the, I guess, reconciliation and how God used it. I really always point out, like, when people ask, like, about the podcast, I'm like, yeah, I have one. Uh, it's about my friend that got into porn and, it, like, ruined his engagement and marriage. And But I always I kind of do it like a movie, and I don't want to spoil that he gets unengaged. So I kind of throw it out there, like, oh, it ruins a relationship. And I think I focus on that too much. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, don't, that's gonna that's gonna hurt you at the in the long run. Yeah, I don't think that's the actual main theme. Of <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was redemption, but yes. I guess I guess you know redemption yes. to sin is another no, thing that's in there. I don't I don't know because that's why I wanted him on the podcast because like I remember when he told me the story in my kitchen that I was like, you used to be engaged, so maybe that's where my heart is with life. Well, so. it is kind of like a shock factor because mm-hmm. he goes the whole first half of the podcast building you up in this story, and then you realize, whoa, that's not even the person that you wound up. No, that's true. I was surprised. I, I didn't yeah. know all of his story, and, and I was sitting on the couch listening to him, and I was like, they broke up. Oh my Hold gosh. on. Yeah. So what you're saying is, wow, 
you didn't know half of that. That's actually <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this has come full circle. It happens to all of us. No, but I think because we mentioned like he's a husband, like that's part of his life. And what's cool is the ministry he does now. And one of my good friends is a part of that ministry is helping guys, not even Christians. It's just guys that have to deal with lust and staying pure so whether in their marriage or in relationships or just like addictions and that god's using that i think is what's really cool and here's what i wonder i truly wonder this let's get meta about the podcast is it's like the second most like popular and most listened to episode i'm not gonna drop the main numbers but i wonder is it because we dropped the four and it was like the last one so it's easy to click or like i'm wondering if that theme of porn like really helps i just straight up say drew talks about porn everyone's like heck yeah or oh no and i because honestly maybe it should have the opposite effect like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get uh what's what's the c word for <laughs> convicted <laughs> convicted on a casual podcast about my porn problem so maybe i don't know how stats work um, if you're a statistician, statistician, that doesn't sound right. You're a wordsmith. Statistic. What's the word? I don't know. Okay. Either Statistic way, person. <laughs> we will hire Statistic you. Analyst. We will hire you with what I pay Kayla and David in. Oh yeah. Uh, what was that? Gratitude. Mm. Less than gratitude. Yes. Have a attitude. Some, sometimes I ask you to clean up the house before he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky. That has happened. <laughs> yes. Attitude of gratitude. Mm, okay. Attitude of gratitude. But I think I'll bring up some really great points with Drew. And it, it, he's a great friend. And he's also one of those that, like, really inspired me. Like, you know, I think your his story, that if other people heard it and just see how he can be restored, that it could help other people. When I heard his story, I remember, like, saying, other people need to hear. Other people need to know this story. And I'm really glad it is getting into getting into the hands or the ears of people. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, let's uh, let's just listen to Drew's podcast. And this is where the Holy Spirit actually really became real in my life. When we were sitting there and she looked at me and she was just like, I feel like you're watching pornography. This is, this is about two, yeah, about two to, two to three years. She, as soon as she said that, I was just like, I was so blown away. I was like, how did you? It was like, I, it was like, I couldn't, I was just so stuck. I was like frozen. And so I had to, I had to tell her and I was just like, I was like, yeah, I have a really bad problem. That was where everything hit an all time low was right there. Um, it was, it was in a moment where I didn't realize how much she was a, just a spiritual crutch in my life. Um, I didn't realize how much that she was holding almost in a sense, my purity and my relationship with the Lord together. Um, she was holding our relationship together. She was, um, she was doing so much to keep those things together and to lead those things that I was failing to, that all that got swept out from underneath me. Um, and I just, I hit an all time low. God sees so much further than we do. His vision so much bigger than ours. Like when I was going through struggles and like, you know, walking through overcoming porn, I maybe have the wrong motives of like why I'm getting rid of porn, but then the times like this, and I'm just like, I'm so thankful that God was so faithful to teach me how to overcome this, that now I can honor my wife in a time where she's gone. And like moments like that, where you just, you just realize God's faithfulness. So up next, we're talking about, uh, believe it or not, Kayla's episode. Oh my so, gosh, let's get Kayla on this episode. Oh yeah, and then we could ask her like uh, what's guys, happened since then, guys. and then we could maybe like, guys. Oh, hey, Kayla, we're talking about you. I'm right here. Uh, 
Is literally a, at the same table. Are we doing a bit? <laughs> this is the bit. We're doing a bit. It feels very kids Get on me the out move. of this bit. Uh, yeah. Catherine just shout out kids on the move. Shout out Catherine again. Catherine, shout out. Woo, Catherine. Everybody, we're going to put, welcome, even though she's wooed, Catherine to the episode. Woo. Oh, what do you remember from Kayla's episode? We're going to make Kayla uh, talk last on her own episode. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're talking about Kayla's episode. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're still with us, we're on Kayla's episode. Catherine, Yikes. what do you remember? What do you like on Kayla? Well, so I have two sisters, so I kind of could relate to that aspect of it and not getting along with your family and sometimes not really appreciating, like, things that they did. But I like that she talked about learning to love people through it and, like, that's what Jesus would do and that's what he would want us to do. I guess that is different um, because my sister, we're closer in age, but I didn't even think of that kind of relationship kind of with the family, so... It's cool that you thought back to your siblings. I just kind of took it because Kayla's a great friend of mine. but And I just was into that. So the way you related there was really cool. And David, I know you really like this episode too, listening back to it. Just Kayla being one of our good friends, I think it was really cool to know another side of her. Yeah, and too, it's a really great uh, example of how we're supposed to love the people that don't treat us well. I've wrestled with that. Anytime someone's a jerk to me, it's kind of like... You know, or whatever. But the <laughs> I love. I that wish sound. y'all could see the facial expressions that took place <laughs> during <laughs> that. Uh, Perhaps yeah, we can describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a horse gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I had a uh, I had a friend actually going through uh, something similar um, with their sister, and like listening to your podcast, I think actually helped uh, mend some mend some. Wait, really? There. Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. Wait, no, not my podcast. Kayla's episode. Well, it's still your podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. our podcast. Well, if not, then I thought, oh I, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Nice. I never, like, I like hearing those stories, so I'm glad you told me that. But no, I, I, I didn't. This is the first time hearing of, I didn't know half of that. I didn't, it's the first time hearing this. Mm. But um, I guess we'll ask Kayla, what do you like about this episode? Well, first of all, the opportunity, because <laughs> uh-huh. hello, it's always fun to hang out with everybody. But really, I have just, especially in the more recent years, I've heard a lot of stories of people that struggle specifically with a family member. And family is harder than just your friend being crazy or your friend causing problems because you can't get rid of your family. And they're forever. (laughs) Yes. And so even though we can decide I'm cutting you off or whatever, and I've seen some of that in my family and all that kind of stuff, uh, instead of that, God really taught me a different way because natural gut reaction is I'm done with you and I can't do this anymore. But really God had to teach me about grace. And through that, I've actually, I know you were saying, Alec, that it's good to hear that people have learned something from the podcast. I actually had some people contact me after Wait, really? listening to wow. it and they were just like, oh my goodness, my sister is doing this. And so <laughs> I've actually Praise been God. able to kind of navigate things with people. And that's, that's what awesome. I feel like God has used me to do is to navigate people mm-hmm. through hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's something that I really, that kind of opened the door for it by being yeah. on the podcast. And that, so, that's the whole you. goal is like, yeah, I, I, you're welcome. And it's like, that's the goal is like, I want this. Your stories can impact so many people that you're never going to get to contact. Well, in your case, they did. And I, I really hope like you get like people like get to hear these stories and things happen. And I think something with yours though, is like, we like updates and we like to hear news and such of things happening. And I believe your sister gets out soon. Um, but update on there, is there any other big updates other than she's getting out with her heart or what's going on there really? 
Yeah, so she's getting out soon. Um, however, as far as kind of the situation itself and any kind of change that she's made or anything, we haven't really seen a lot of evidence of that. But I think that's so important to know because how many times are we going through something and it seems like it's never going to end or it's never going to change. Right now, that's kind of still the situation for my family is it seems like that aspect of things might not change. Um, but I know who God is and I know what grace is and I know that the change that he can bring to the situation isn't on my timeline. So um, as far as update, there's not much there, but I still want to share that. I still want to share with people that there's not an update that way. I think that's so important to, you know, hear that side of it. Because I think we do try to focus, and even that's been some feedback. It was like, hey, we're trying to get these full, and we've talked about it, like full circle ones and maybe like the good endings, but maybe we start exploring that. Like, hey, some things are still on that note. And I don't think that's kind of where we got with Catherine, though. It's But it might be the one episode that's like that. And it's weird because we have her on an update, but we'll get there. Um, Catherine, do you want to... Do you think we should listen in to part of Kayla's episode? Yes. All right, cool. This isn't the pioneer times or anything, but I was actually, I remember my children's pastor, who is my pastor's wife, sitting down and talking about Jesus and just feeling different. And just from that very early age, knowing, hey, even though this is really messy, and my whole life is kind of dysfunctional right now and I feel like I have no grip on anything or control of anything even with all of that there's something here there's something to this and so really just truly shaped the trajectory of my entire life really I came to a point praying where I don't know I kind of call it like the breakthrough moment that you have and for me that occurred when uh, my prayer changed from her to me. So I had been so focused on God, fix her, fix her, <laughs> fix her, Lord Jesus, you know, like because she has issues and blah, blah, blah. And it changed from that to God, I don't want to carry this anymore. I need you to do something in my life about it because I can't carry it anymore. I'm incapable. I'm going to fall into some depression or I'm going to go to a dark place, Lord, and I need your help. And really he taught me through that. And that's just humility. Hello. That's humility. But through that, he taught me to see her the way that he sees her. And that changed everything. So the next episode is one that I guess probably means a little more to me because he's, it's one of the few that's like, just like exclusively my friend. And that's Jacob Northrup, somebody I've known since like junior high school. Um, and it was really cool to get to catch up with him because we talk about it in the episode is how like we hadn't really got to like sit down and talk and just observed from each other. Which fun fact though um, is coming up in a couple weeks of recording. He actually gets married in two weeks from today of recording the episode. So either by the time we're listening to this or maybe right after. Like, happy wedding, Jacob, if he's listening. so And happy birthday, Tyler. And happy <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Happy birthday, Tyler. All right, yeah, shout out from Catherine. Catherine, shout out. Woo, Catherine. <laughs> Everybody, that's a good thing. But yeah, um, Jacob's story was one where he was always flip-flopping in faith and senior year, he really tried to come to terms with it and completely, like, you know, foregoing a career in baseball, which he says he was really good. But, you know, instead... Gun, gonna do basically ministry school out in Colorado, which we just kind of at the time thought, okay, he just wants to hang out in Colorado because who doesn't want to go to Colorado? But 
and just the culture shock and the change for him to real because like we always talked about like the cult like the party scene that he was in and you know he was drinking he was getting high doing all that stuff really just kind of throwing it all away We're like jacob you know what are you doing but he also like wants to be a christian and at the time and not throw shade but like it was almost like questioning like what is he really doing like is he even serious so to see where he is now and kind of and even then that ministry has kind of like come to an end there or at least what they were doing that he was involved with i think has been something that i know like we've seen so much growth through jacob and though there one thing i want to talk about specifically just kind of throw it out there is how like maybe different schooling has different impacts with how you kind of grow up because i mean really even my group of friends though close we are i mean chris we went to public school but being like you know Christians, we were just kind of, people knew that about us, but we were kind of like seen a little differently, I guess. Like people knew that about us and we were different because of that. In fact, I remember on one of the last days of school, uh, we have like a field day thing and there was a uh, ultimate Frisbee tournament and we were really gunning it. Like we were doing great. And all these popular kids that would actively party, go crazy, just saw us sign up and like, oh, we're going to crush them. And like, we beat that first team, like bad and they were like cussing us out like who do y'all think you are and some of them are like who are y'all and we're just like we're the harvest time guys <laughs> we're momentum and they're like what's that even mean and then like everybody and that was like a theme like they knew like we were different and they couldn't tell why and some of them knew it's because we were the christian guys and that's kind of still the reputation that some of us got and then Catherine, you went to private school where they're the honest like kind of party and drug pressures there too alcohol all that um, I think it, like, started a lot later. Like, you know, some kids are dealing with that in middle school, and that kind of didn't really come up for us until high school. And there were kids that did it, and, you know, we all knew. It was kind of hidden, you know, hide it from the teachers, hide it from administration, but we kind of all knew what everybody did, but no one was going to, like, rat them out. But it was more of a minority compared to public school. Like, I didn't really feel pressured. Mm-hmm to do it because my friends you know we were doing other stuff and is there other stuff meaning what <laughs> better drugs <laughs> private school drugs good stuff. <laughs> that used to be a joke at my school like the private school kids like get the good stuff so oh, yeah they can no, afford it but that guess. was like a thing um, yeah, or yeah. their parents kids. was there even school kids get the good stuff <laughs> <Tylenol. Punch>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um what like when you hear these stories though like even david or Catherine, like like I feel like private school kids like think of public school kids as like all like scary or terrible or like made up. Some of the stories like did, like when you hear these, it's like oh dang, public school is like Catherine, different. Do you think I'm from the hood? <laughs> because I went to public school. No, oh we just need to clear the air right now. We just need to clear the air. Notice I've been inching slowly away. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not from the hood, y'all. Now. We weren't the rich, rich family at <laughs> private school. You so, were the rich, rich family? We weren't. But so. I think people are going to do dumb things no matter where you grow up or where you go to school. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you went to public or private school. I mean, you're going to have the same temptations everywhere. It's just going to present itself in different ways. I think people at private school kind of deal with a different type of sin because it's kind of subconsciously, maybe not, instilled with us, instilled in us that we're better than public school kids that we're closer to jesus that jesus loves us more that we're better christians that we're smarter more spiritually mature those kind of things and so well maybe i didn't have to deal with some of like the typical sins of high schoolers i had to deal with 
being judgmental okay, and yeah. overcoming that. That's good. Um, and so and I think the last part that brings to Jacob's story is, like, he's back and forth on faith. And by his senior year, um, he's really trying to get serious, and he still struggles with that. It's not until he goes to college. And he has some intentionality, which is different, to go to a Christian environment. And he grows stronger in his faith. And let's bring it back to the private school thing. I think something that really happens in uh, for we're like sheltered kids and private schools, like Christian schools, a lot of them go off to college, find themselves, and a lot of them walk away from their faith. And he's like the opposite. You know, he's a public schooler getting better with this faith um just some thoughts on maybe like why that difference happened coming from that perspective even because um for him to walk away took a lot and i but i do you feel like for private school kids that are kind of already like not exposed that when they walk away do you think that would be a harder kind of thing or what do you think i I don't know for a better word to say it um i don't think it's really a big transition for people that do step away from the church after being raised in a christian environment because I think they always were that way, but their circumstances and surroundings were just different that they didn't really have it come out. Because usually what happens when that happens is kids go to college and no one's forcing them to do stuff. No one's looking over their shoulder. No one's checking in on them. So they're just doing the things that they've always wanted to do or doing the things that were always in their heart, but it just didn't come out sooner. Yeah. So I think that's some really cool insight. And just Jacob's episode really does bring a lot of these thoughts, just like, you know, intentionality and even circumstance. The people you're around really do affect who you are and who you become. Let's listen to some of me and Jacob's conversation of us catching back up. Unfortunately, it was the height of my depression, which led to a lot of suicidal temptations and thoughts throughout high school that a lot of people don't realize I went through, but it was a huge struggle of mine for a couple years of just, if I wasn't high or if I wasn't playing baseball, I didn't know who I was. And if I wasn't, you know, around girls or whatever, and obviously that was such a big part of my life that I was like, there's no purpose of living. This is all meaningless for a kid like me who does not deserve to be there, who is totally unqualified who still struggles in a lot of ways that I wish I didn't. Every day I wake up driving into work, and I know that seems like, it seems like I'm exaggerating it, but I just go into church and I have those students looking at me every day and I'm just like, God, I'm so unworthy. And every single day I just say, God, you're so good. It's kind of hard with the next episode with Ephraim because like the first thing I want to talk, in so small was like American Ninja Warrior. Like, it's so weird. I got into Ephraim's episode thinking just, like, how, like, spiritual and, like, how much of a leader he's been to me. But for some reason, I always go back to American Ninja Warrior David D. (laughs) Like, that was really cool. I think that was, like, feeling like a celebrity. But maybe that was just me. Uh, Yeah, I think it's cool, too, that he, like, gets to keep going back. Like, he's gone back two or three times, and he's just going to keep going until he, you know, knocks one out of the park. So... Do you have any, like, input on those experiences, like, going back, like you mentioned? Uh, Yeah, so it's just interesting, like I was just saying about him going back and just keep pushing on the American Ninja Warrior uh, experience. Like, each time he's gone back to the mountain, he's gotten a completely different 
word or to completely different directive from God. He's gone back and, you know, the first time was, was more focused on him and like how he was going to grow spiritually. And the second time was, well, why did you prep, you know, more mm-hmm. physically than you did spiritually for this? What the heck? And it wasn't a, it wasn't like a great experience. It was like a, you know, oh, you did something wrong here. And then, you know, his third trip back was a more humbling experience that allowed him to, you know, do the work of God. You know, not even in these, like, big events. Because he went with a group, you know, the church group, Mountain Men. But I know I've been hiking just with some friends. And I know even a close friend of mine, like, that's where he really feels like he meets God. And so people, when you look on the mountaintop, you really see the beauty and nature of who God was and, and who God is. But you even done one of these kind of trips. You're not by yourself. Can you kind of talk, like, any experience, like, you've had on, like, your own kind of, like, hiking trips and stuff? Uh, yeah, so... I, I just think there's a value in taking time to go away and be with God. Um, mine was not so uh, difficult to train for or even outdoorsy. I, I you know, yeah, an Airbnb, right? Yeah, I Airbnb'd <laughs> and you know went to coffee shops and that sort of thing. But there's there's a value in in getting away from what you know and getting away to a place that is new or uncomfortable for you and just be not being around people and just spending time with you and God to hear directly from him. I learned a lot about humility by listening to Ephraim's story because there were a lot of different elements where he was recognizing that his strength could only take him so far. And at that point, he had to recognize that God's strength was going to have to pick up where his failed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a huge picture of humility from his story. And Ephraim really does, you know, hold those values to him. Even at the beginning of his story, he talks about strength. That's a really good point. I really like that part of Ephraim's story. In fact, let's listen to some of it. I I drank a few times and found out really quickly that it's disgusting and I don't (laughs) like it. And I think what did it for me was, uh, you know, I probably only drank like five times, but uh, I woke up one next morning and I felt weak. And that goes completely against the way I want to feel because my identity was found in strength. Yeah. And so for to do something on purpose to make me feel weak, I was like, no. And so I remember the day I woke up with like a slight headache and felt weak and I said, I'll never drink again. I thought that I could go to the mountain to leave pride on the mountain. They said, how dare you think that you can lay pride down? That's something you will need to surrender every single day. And what I found is I kind of retrospect and think about it was what is that pride in my life right now that I need to lay down? You know, and it's going to be different. You know, sometimes it's that physical pride that I need to let down. Sometimes it's, you know, other things. Right now I feel like I'm in a season of learning what selfishness means and am I selfish. I don't consider myself a selfish person, but there are selfish tendencies that I have that if I give up, I'll probably be a better dad, a better leader, a better person. And so learning what that means and having that be the mantra of where I'm at right now, just learning how to truly surrender. Uh, Up next, we're going to take a quick listen through Brandon's podcast. One of the things that strikes me about Brandon's story is something I'm understanding that's true about my life as well, and that is on your journey with God, sometimes, or maybe a lot of times, uh, things are not always going to be the amazing experience that you think it is. It's a lot more ordinary. It's a lot more just working out your faith than 
you know, anybody from a stage or anybody on a podcast could make it sound like. Um, yeah, there's a little quick pot shot of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, but, no, I think that's really good that you bring up the point of like more ordinary point. I'm finishing actually a Bible plan on the Bible app. Shout out Life Church, please help me. Um, but no, it's like actually, yo, we could start that a casually spiritual Bible plan. There you go. That'd oh my fun. gosh, praise God! If you know how to do that, Kayla, do you know how to do that? I could find out. It's oh. a lot of work, but I I know how to do it. Can we'll do get the that Ephraim week. <laughs> we'll get that launch come up for it. But I'm really fin- finishing one about ordinary life, and that's something like in the Bible. Something to point out is like the day that you know David kills Goliath is that he didn't wake up with intention to do that. He woke up as any plain day to go seek God, take care of his sheep. And dad was just like, uh, go, go help your brothers. Like it was going to be an ordinary day for him. Like God used David, not this David Anderson. He's using you though. Don't worry. But oh, thanks. <laughs> he's using biblical David to, in his everyday life to do the big God things. I think, and you know, Brandon's life kind of reflects that. It's just like, going through the everyday, but we've seen it. Like, there's fruit from Brandon's story. And, in fact, me and Catherine, even, in J-High, have been involved with Brandon. And we've mentioned on a podcast, like, he was a leader for us at the time where we were involved. And you've seen these character traits in Brandon, right, Catherine? Yeah, I really like seeing Brandon's story because it kind of helps give you faith and encouragement because Brandon's made a lot of moves, a lot of different jobs, a lot of different steps, and... I know a lot of the time he doesn't really have the whole picture, but he just hears from God and kind of prepares for it, thinks about it, and is willing to make those moves even when it doesn't look like it's the direction that he wants for his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's just a step there of being faithful that I think Brandon has held throughout all of his life. And one thing I think is interesting, too, is just I'm changing the topic a little back to what we were talking Mm -hmm. about a minute ago, but... A lot of times your fruit is a lot more visible to other people than it is to you. That's so good. And I think that mm-hmm. I think that's something just hearing Brandon talk, he doesn't sit around and think about all the great things he's done. Um, but whenever we talk about him, it's like, man, Brandon's <laughs> such a great Brandon guy. Brandon yeah, is the man. <laughs> Brandon is the man. So uh, take a quick listen to the podcast from the man. There's going to be other times in my life where I'm going to have to learn to say no to something that may even look good or be good in order to stay healthy and to um, grow in, in, in different areas. This is the part of my story where I'm in the middle of it. So it's hard. It's like it's fun to be able to talk to you about all the stuff that's happened because I, it's hindsight. You know, you can see what God's doing hindsight. It's easy to see. But right now, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't know where I'm going. And, and, it was funny because I was talking to Joel, um, who's the youth pastor at Broken Arrow, and I remember we were talking to my office. I was like, I feel like God's calling me into a season of the unknown. And um, then I read Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter of faith. And in that chapter, Abraham, it says, by faith, Abraham left his home to a land that God had shown him to a place without knowing where he was going, is basically what it says. And I, when I read that, I told Joel, I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like this is... What it, what it is and but I could never get to the point um, where I felt completely 100% sure like this is oh yeah this is what I'm supposed to do um, and so I'm just following God on faith and knowing that even if this say say this was the wrong turn uh, I, I needed to let go of control 
of my life and just to say even if it is a wrong turn that God can get me back to where he needs me to be. And so that brings us to our final episode, which was with Angela Ekstrom. And Kayla, you really like this episode because it almost kind of relates to your life and your story. Yeah, Angela is my homegirl. I have met her one time. But <laughs> we God. actually met because of this podcast. Really? As odd as it Praise is. Praise God. So actually, I was at First Wednesday service, and you know they have that awkward, okay, turn around and say hi to your neighbor type thing. I sit that, down. I channel that. That is my time. <laughs> no. That is my moment. I want to wave and hug and high five as many people in that 20 seconds as I possibly can. And I think Angela is that same way because <laughs> I turned around and we made eye contact. And it was just like, whoa. We are supposed to be right here, high-fiving each other in this moment. Anyway, I said, hey, I'm Kayla. And I knew who she was, but it was one of those things where I've never formally met her. You know about her. Yeah, I knew who she was. And so I was just like, hey, I'm Kayla. And she said, hey, I'm Angela. And I said, yeah, I know. And she said, well, I knew you were Kayla because of the podcast. (laughs) And I was like, well, hey. And so we just instantly connected. We haven't connected since then. But I just, Angela, if you're listening, please do. For real. Okay, well, we're Facebook friends, so oh, I feel God. like that's a step in the right direction. That's enough. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if I'm Facebook friends. Angela, add me. That, that's a step in the right direction. But anyway, I just feel like we're meant to be friends. It's one of those things. And so anyway, I did. I loved her story. A lot of it resonated with me because, again, some of the dysfunction and drama that she dealt with growing up was similar to my own story. But what I love is her perspective on the change that happened in her own life. So she didn't really even emphasize, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff going on in her family, but her story, she emphasized the change that went in went on in her own life because yeah. it needed to. Mm-hmm. And I had never, I've, I still haven't met her husband, but having him on the show. Did you uh, know he's bald? <laughs> <laughs> but having him on the show and add perspective here and there and just being able to see that the entire trajectory of Angela's future and her children was changed Mm -hmm. because of the choices that she made. That's what I live for. I live for that every day, and I see that in people that I get to help, and I've seen it in my own family. And so just being able to hear it on the podcast was awesome. So, Angela, you're awesome. Look at that. Getting all the shout-outs. Catherine, shout-out to Angela. Woo, Angela. That is the best part of this. No. Uh, Angela and Chad have both on there. And you mentioned, like, even getting his feedback, which kind of almost inspired, like, us doing this finale the way we did is hearing the feedback, hearing it from the other viewpoints. But, yeah, I, I think I love that about Angela's story is how she's affected so many lives. But, really, even when you listen to it, it comes down to, like, her family. And even I, – I really do – I mean – uh I really do enjoy the part in it where I talk about she's changing the legacy and like even to see that click it is something that like honestly brought me life doing this podcast is like seeing yeah. that I, I like when I said something like it clicked with them and seeing even more growth from her not even like to like make it about me but like it was just cool that oh my gosh like this is what almost some of the podcast does is like talk about these things and it gives me an opportunity to lift those people up because that's what I see I see her as a legacy changer in the lives of her family yes. and even like the parts of the family that she didn't see and and that's kind of even what David talked about in the earlier episodes is just like the fruit some of the fruit of your life and what you've done is more visible to other people and I think for Angela she's like she's so humble about it and she and I talk in the podcast that I I did not know half of it when I met her okay when I <laughs> met her but 
that when I finally did and I got to know more about her, just like I never would have known all of this. And just to see it now, the great woman of God she is. And that's what I try to do for everybody is I want to praise them. I want to, you know, lift out and talk. Is that a thing? Lift out? I, I just made it. A new Christianese phrase, lift go. out. You know, like <laughs> Kanye. <I'll, laughs> come on, Sunday services. Put me in Kanye. What's up? No one man should have all that power. Give it to God. Um, but is that let's let let's talk about the things God is doing in people's life. And if this podcast is giving that opportunity, because I even think with some people that I've approached, I'm like, I mean, I guess if you want to talk about that, but I think it's honestly helped them like truly see yeah. where God is. I think it's doing so much, and I feel like I'm realizing that even now, just recording this. Angela's episode was really great. Let's maybe hear a clip from that. If you're going into the marriage for someone else to complete you, that's so romantic, but such a pile of crap. There is no other human being that's going to complete you and just satisfy the depths of just the emotional needs that I just think even a woman has. Like if you're going to look look to your husband to satisfy that, there is that to some degree, but it's your heavenly father. And at the end of the day, when people fail you, he won't. I just had that real Jesus moment, as we say, where my faith became more than uh, something that was just protecting me and keeping me safe in a bubble. It became um, experiential. You know, you can, you can know uh, scriptures, you can know God is near the brokenhearted, or you can experience the nearness of God in a broken heart. When I think about my life, the, the feeling that I've always been missing this sort of um, grandparent person, the, the leaders of faith, the leaders that are full of wisdom who've been doing it for years and years and years. Um, that's what I, I hope the story of my life is, is someone who's been doing this a long time, who's continuing to pour out the zeal and the energy that it takes to run the race all the way. That's what I'm going after. And that was an awesome season one. But before we even wrap up the finale, um, and I mentioned it, we skipped over Catherine's episode because we wanted to provide an update. First of all, it was, if you didn't know, it's the first episode we ever recorded so it's the one that's had the longest um, to, like, marinate. That's a bad word. But um, the <laughs> longest to develop, good. longest to change. And I think it's awesome that, you know, what God has done since we've last recorded. Because of all the episodes, and we mentioned it before, is that I try to find, like, this happy ending, this whole wrap around, wrap up. But with Catherine's episode, it's the one episode that we kind of leave on a more of a eh, kind of note, more of a... Where is this going to go? Hey, let's yeah. just pray for her kind of thing. And, you know, a lot of you have prayed. A lot of you have talked and reached out. In fact, it's one of the episodes that I get talked about. Like, hey, thank you for putting this out there. Uh, friends from Arkansas have reached out. People in Denver Tulsa, just so you know, Catherine, have really said, like, thank you for putting this out there. Like, it, even just to know, make people feel like they're not alone has been really awesome to hear. Um, but I think it's something that needs to be done is let's do a praise report. So, Catherine, since last uh, talking on your episode, you know, dealing with scoliosis, dealing with very severe and kind of seeing like, you know, where is faith? How do we handle this and stuff? Where has, what has God done in this situation since then? Well, uh, long story short, I have been healed, Woo! which is just a crazy story in itself because whenever we did talk, I was 
I wasn't like in a bad place, but I was really defeated spiritually. I didn't have a lot of hope for anything to change just because I had dealt with the issue for so long and then it got worse. Mm -hmm. And that was really shocking. And I kind of just didn't really have any fight left, any desire to keep going, to keep pursuing. So we even talked and it got worse? Well, no, like at that point, it was kind of a defeated point because I had like lost the job that I had. I had Mm -hmm. gotten worse. I was still like trying to finish school and just didn't seem like there was any hope. Yeah. But that wasn't the end of the story. In fact, as of recently, first you ended up still, even in your condition, you got a job, right? Yeah. Somebody else got you or some other place reached out and you got a job. It was actually the same place. Oh, okay. I... I went to this like open call interview. It was really random. I like randomly found out about it mm-hmm. and I showed up and I went to the lady and she's like, I remember you. And okay. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> I applied before, but there was like these health issues, but I'm not going to have surgery. We're going to put it off. And she was like, okay, well like you're hired and like hired me on the spot. Oh wow. <laughs> which like, you know, at first she was like, I'll get back to you. Like you'll hear something by the end of the week. And then she came up to me as I was, like, about to leave. And she was like, no, like, you're hired. Oh, because it felt, it felt, like, casually hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, ah. And so that was a big one. I remember you telling me. I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You'll have money one day. <laughs> yeah. You also, you had you had, had you taken your test to become a nurse? Whatever no, I hadn't taken it yet. I took it in February. But then you passed. The first time. Well, the first time I failed. What? Yeah. Catherine, you're like the smartest person I know on this stuff. <laughs> I know. That kind of just, you know, added insult to injury. But Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just like during the season. But in April, I retook my test and I passed. Praise and God. then, you know, a couple weeks after that, that's when I got the job. Awesome. So things started going on and up. And you know, I think in most stories, it's like a plateau kind of point. People are like, okay, it's good. And I think we almost almost feel like it. Like things can't get too good, right? Mm-hmm. I think we kind of get there like, okay, things are getting really good. Now it's time for me to just kind of soak it in and wait for my next good. But that doesn't stop. So uh, what were – and let's kind of remind like how severe scoliosis is. I think kind of what I like explain to people is like – so, like, what is, like, normal range? Like, if somebody says, oh, I have scoliosis, like, what's the normal range of, like, the degree of their back? Like, in the 30s or 40s or something? Um, It depends. Like, most people don't have, like, straight spines, like, completely straight. What? Like, you know, you're off, like, a couple degrees or something. Okay. Um, but Not me. People with scoliosis, uh, a lot of people have scoliosis. It's not a rare disease. And it's mostly in girls, but it happens in guys. Um. But usually it's something where they don't even have to be treated. They don't even have to okay. wear a brace. But there are quite a few people that wear a brace or whatever whenever they're younger, okay. do physical therapy, and they're fine. And then there are people that have severe enough sur- or scoliosis to need surgery. Mm-hmm. And that's like the 50-degree mark. That's yeah. like the magic number. And you were like 53, 54, 55? Well, yeah. In like last fall, that's I had progressed to that. That's because like bad, bad. Right. I was like in the 40s, you know, not great, but it was fine. And then, yeah, both my curves progressed to 55, like out of nowhere, because that's not supposed to happen after you stop growing. Mm-hmm. It's wow. supposed to be settled. But let's stop suspense. So basically what happened then after April? Um, 
I went to like a little gathering that a couple at my church put on and they were talking about faith and kind of just talking to us about it in a practical way and talking about the Holy Spirit and what faith means. And so we had gotten to like the end of the little session and the guy that was leading it, he was like, okay, like we're going to lay hands on people and pray for healing. Mm -hmm. And I like, like lost my breath and my heart started like racing and it was really weird because I like I've never felt like that before and so I you know I'd had people pray for me before but I was usually too scared to like go down to the front and have people like really pray for me because I was just worried about like what if it doesn't happen like what if people pray for me and I really believe and God doesn't show up like how can I have a relationship with God after that like Mm -hmm. after being betrayed like that and so it it was good. It was good that it happened in that moment because I didn't have enough time to like think about it and talk myself <laughs> out of it. So I like, you know, look down at my watch and my heart rate's like 150. And I'm just Is like, that a lot? Sitting I don't, there. I don't know yeah, that's high. Work. It shouldn't be that high just okay. sitting there. But it's just funny because someone asked him a question and he got off track for a few minutes so i'm just like sitting there for like 10 minutes like <laughs> like i can't no breathe no one knows like I am, I am going crazy right and so like i know like that i need to say it so they're going around the circle and people are saying like what they need prayer requests for and you know i'm like one of the last people and i'm like okay yeah like i have a prayer request and they're like what's wrong and i couldn't even like talk i was like my back <laughs> back <laughs> and they're like what with your back? You know, then I just like kind of start them, crying. You told them like, uh, you haven't listened to the podcast <laughs> I was on? <laughs> yeah, I just played it for all of them. <laughs> you would know. Uh, duh. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of explained it and they were like, they weren't even like intimidated by it. They're like, okay, like we'll pray. Come on. And so it was really cool because like, you know, one guy just had like his finger was jammed and one girl had allergies. And then like, you know, I had the same or i had my back honestly it's like ah, oh, the small stuff like you know it's honestly at the eventually it'll be healed anyway so it's not like scary but for you to even uh, yours is big like that's actually like something that has to be evident otherwise right. it's like ah but you said they weren't intimidated i think that's cool yeah they weren't they were like it's all the same they're like mm-hmm. okay everybody group up like find someone that had a prayer request and we're gonna pray so they for lay, it so they lay hands on your back right and so one thing they like had us do is like we would pray and then we would check it and, you know, if it wasn't fixed, then we could Oh, they praying. were going for it. Like, this is happening now. Right. And so that's what they did with everybody. They were like, does your finger feel better? And he was like, no. So they're like, okay, pray again. Does your finger feel better? He's like, no. And kept praying. And they were like, it's not that, like, you didn't have enough faith or anything. Like, we're just waiting for the body to move. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we prayed, like, once or twice. And, you know, nothing really changed. It you know, you kind of, like, are hoping for it, but it's, like, a weird balance because you're, like, I don't want to be making this happen, like, in my head. Like, mm-hmm. be forcing it. Like, eventually you kind of say yes because let's just stop this. Right. And so that was, like, hard for me, too, because it was, like, awkward. And so I wanted it to just be, like, the one time. And you don't want to, like, let everybody down. Like, everybody yeah. prays for it. So, you know, about the third time in or so... um, one of the girls has her like hand on my lower back and one of the other girls was like like muscles like move like spine like we command you to straighten and it like 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 you felt it yeah like the girl that had her (laughs) hand on my back we all like opened our eyes and we're like what the oh they felt it yeah 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 
Yeah. Um, you know, Francie was like, I felt it. And I was like, I felt it too. Like, I'm glad that you felt it. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh. And so like one thing that's always been evident is like whenever I bend over, one of the sides sticks out more because my like left side was so much stronger because it was carrying so much more weight for so long. And so, you know, you could see it. It wasn't perfect, but it had mm-hmm. moved. And, um, you know, afterwards I look at Byron, my boyfriend, and we kind of just like make eye contact. And I was like, I like nodded <laughs> at him and he like comes over and I stand up and he's like, you're taller. Come on. <laughs> and it was just weird. It, I just like was so in shock. I mean, yeah. I mean, long story short, Catherine's healed everybody. <laughs> I think that's Praise the God. coolest thing. I remember, and you just kind of told me, hey, I'm healed, by the way. And I'm playing <laughs> video games. No, tell, yeah, tell the story. Yeah, like, I'm sitting on the couch serving the Lord, by the way. I'm just not, at, she's not at my house playing video games. I'm at church. Yes, my video game, my church has video games. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but I'm just playing. She's like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, I'm like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, not looking at her. She's like, I got healed. I was like, what? I remember, I was like, what? She's like, I got healed. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, my back. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm still playing, you know, killing kids. That is so not right. <laughs> I can't. I am. I am winning at a video game against children. And I'm just like, Catherine, that's awesome. But I'm still playing. I'm just, I don't really register it. And she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. How? And she tells me kind of, and she's like, they prayed for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And she walks away and I'm like, and it's like five minutes later. And I'm like, hold on. What? <laughs> and I'm so mad at her for it. And then like, you know, it's like two weeks later, we kind of talk about it. And she's like, yeah, Alec just kind of like said whatever. I was like, oh, and I was like, Catherine, you're healed. And I gave, I like gave her a hug. And I was like, oh my God, I can give her a hug. And it's not going to hurt her, even though I think I still hurt her when I hug. But it was awesome. But yeah, let's celebrate. I think that's awesome. And it's like, this is going to inspire people. Like, you know, and it's like, uh, it's like, and the truth is, I think a lot of us are looking for those kind of miracles. And like, for you, this is something that like, in your faith, like, you literally cannot walk away from this and not believe in miracles. I think that's something, like, we're all, like, yeah, we need faith, but, like, this is one of those things where, like, this, like, honestly, it almost, like, like, goes past faith. Like, this is literal evidence. Like, nothing can, like, talk. And you've you've got this, like, actually verified. So I know for a while, like, we weren't sure, like, to verify it or not, and then, like, you did. Like, what was that, like, going through? Well, so... It was kind of awkward because I went to my doctor and I didn't want to be like, hey, like a miracle happened to me. Can I get an (laughs) x-ray? So I I told her like my back had been hurting and my hip had been hurting because it had like my hip like was starting to hurt really bad. It was the side that didn't used to get as much pressure on it. Oh, wow. And I had gone to Chicago and we had like walked a lot and like I couldn't walk anymore because my (laughs) hip was hurting. So that's what I told her. When I went to the doctor and she was like, yeah, like, okay. And I was like, yeah, like, but get an x-ray of my whole back. Because oh, you it Because <laughs> I think, like, something has changed. And I was like, I had, like, scoliosis. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, so I feel like something's, like, shifted in there and it's put more pressure. And she's like, yeah, sure. So I go and, like, get the x-rays. And obviously the person getting the x-rays doesn't know. But I was, like, really afraid because... I was afraid that it was going to show that nothing had happened. And, and you, like, placeboed yourself out right. of pain. 
Yeah, and which I didn't have a lot of pain before. And, you know, that was like a God thing too because I should have been in a lot more pain. Mm -hmm. Come on. But I thought like, you know, maybe I was just like making it up or I just wanted to believe. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I have, I'll pull up the results. So in October, my upper curve was 55 degrees mm-hmm. and the lower curve was 50 and then about six months later or so um i got the results and the upper curve was 40 degrees and the lower curve was 20 wow wow which, wow <laughs> hold on she said the numbers i was trying to zone. i was like whoa yeah that's insane the lower curve has like never been that good like even Praise when I was God. first diagnosed, it wasn't that good. That's awesome. Come on, Jesus. That is, that's like super spiritual. This is way that's casual. <laughs> Catherine, your life has changed. Right. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Kayla is like just waiting to say something. Kayla's wanting her chance. So. Um, I have to say, Catherine, when I was actually sitting at my desk in my office, when I was like scrolling through social media and I saw your photo and of course, I was familiar with your story because I've known you for a while. And, and you listen to the Casually Spiritual podcast. And I podcast. listen to the podcast. That's actually where I got the most details, Praise for sure. God, um, that's the only thing I listen to ever. Yeah, ever. come on. Why? What else? Well, anyway, so I was familiar with your story and everything, and so I was just you know going through things and posting stuff for work, and then I came across your story, and I seriously, as soon as I saw that it was a little bit lengthy, man, I was like. I know something good has happened. I know something good has happened. So I actually like stood up because I am dramatic and I overreact to everything. And I stood up and I moved my chair behind me and I bent down and I read it and I was just pointing at it and I was like, Lord, I know that this is this is happening. Because I was I was ready. I was thinking if it's something where your condition has changed and gotten kind of worse, I was like, I felt it within me. I was supposed to be praying with you. And so I was ready, and I read it, and I just started crying, which, okay, I probably cry more than anyone I know. And you never know, been with me watching anime. <laughs> I don't, I shouldn't admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Keep that in the pod, please. <laughs> but I seriously was crying so much, and one of the ladies came in, and she was like, Miss Kayla, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay, and so is my friend Catherine. And by ladies, and you she, know from Glory House, shout yes, out. Yes, <laughs> and she is so good. And so I was just so excited, and just reading through people's comments even. Like, social media is powerful, and I know a lot of people kind of think that that's not the best outlet for stuff, but it can be. Right. It can be a place and a community for people to surround you in prayer and to really just rally around you. And so that's what I felt from that. And reading your post, I was just crying because I had known how much you and your family had been praying for that and how much your friends had been praying for that and just waiting and expectant that God was going to do something. And I can't even imagine, you know, I was reading your post seeing that you had said, you know, it was hard to not doubt on things just because if you don't see change, and I've experienced that as well, and so just to see through all of that, that God showed up and he like got down to business and he did something and your story's different now because of that. So anyway, I'm just so thankful like for you. I, I, yeah, took all the words out of my mouth. Honestly, there's like, we could praise God all day. We really could. And on this, like, this is just so cool for everybody involved. Amazing for Catherine. And there's just so much that we want to say, but, um, if you want, you know, reach out, congratulate. Uh, I think it's awesome, and it's been something that's really excited me, something I can tell everybody about, and that's 
you know, that's the power of God. And people need to hear that. People need that hope. People need that inspiration. And people need to know, like, God still does miracles. Like, that's a statement. Anything from this episode, this however long episode, sorry, David, (laughs) is that God still does miracles. If you just skip to the end for a reason you got here, God still does miracles. Rewind back. But... I'm I'm really happy with Catherine Story. I'm really happy about the podcast. Um, this is a great team. Um, and, you know, if anything, this is about a good time to wrap it up. I'd like to wrap on this note. So with that, I just want to give a shout out. Thank you for Catherine for being on the episode. Shout out, Catherine. Woo, Catherine. Awesome. And shout out, Kayla, once again. I get. I Woo, think Kayla. <laughs> officially, we're calling her copywriter is what she says Copy. it's called. She Copy does editor. all the little descriptions. She's going to get a little more involved. So will Catherine somehow. She's... <laughs> And we'll see that coming up. Maybe if you notice a difference in the podcast reach, it's because of Catherine. Uh, shout out, David, for editing all these episodes. Shout out, David, for oh, all these episodes. Blue David! <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, being in the back, been having to get him more involved at the end of the episodes. I think it's been really cool. Uh, thank you. Various people have done photography, uh, guest photographer, and audio for Jacob's episode. Grant Geisbauer, uh, one of my friends. Uh, Madison Hill has also been on an episode to do photography, but photography mainly has been through friend Jordan Lynch. Thank you, Rachel Rhodes, for the logo. And thank you, everybody that's listened. Uh, thank you so much. Um, comments, people telling me that they've shared, like, this is really cool. And I, I really hope you share it with people that need to hear the hope, the inspiration that, you know, that God can do something in our life, that God can do miracles. God is still working. God can change. Um, I know I have to do the plug to leave a like, leave a comment, but like, let us know what you liked, how we can improve and just share it with one person, really share them like a word from God in this podcast. I thank y'all so much and I can't wait for season two. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the casually spiritual podcast. If you like this episode and want to hear more, Follow, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and support us by sharing on social media. To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at Casually Spiritual, on Twitter at ThisIsTheCSP, and leave us a like on Facebook. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Casually Spiritual Podcast. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Please use that as a transition. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. He's like, oh my Lanta. Oh my Lanta. No, that is too spiritual. No, if we start prayer. praying in it's these like podcasts, we have leveled off into spirituality. No, no, no. You just do like a dinner prayer. That way it's still casual. Thank you, Jesus, for this podcast. And blessed to our bodies. All right. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, fine. We'll steal that. Okay. <laughs> Let's start a new beginning, David. Hey, everyone. It's David. Nah, that won't work. It is harder. The Casually Spiritual Podcast. Ha, ha, ha. This, like, comes out in, like, November. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? And they're like, what? Why? This better, this better go on October 31st. Yes. <laughs> that was um. the worst pun I've